Okay, good evening, Mary Rabbi And we are beginning, Bezer Hashem, a new parak in Shara Kniya. So we're halfway through. We already learned the first five prokim. Halfway through, five out of ten. So we must be at least half of you, the humility we should be having. <laughs> right. Hopefully, hopefully. Okay, it penetrates. Every bit that we learn about it, think about it, it penetrates. Every little bit. Says the Chavah Samavah is now Perek Shishi. See, we're ready at the Madrig of a Baal Akniya, like you said in, in Shara Bitochen, a Baal Akniya, someone who is the true the uh, true believer, the true, true person who has security in Hashem. Now this is the Baal Akniya, someone who is truly humble. The Menhogim Shiroi Linibahem, the behaviors, the practices, that it's appropriate for the Balakniya to have, hey Masora. And again, this is Chavis style. He likes to make a whole list of things, slowly but surely build it up, different ideas coming from different angles. The first one is Arishain. Is Da'as First of all, the person has to know the greatness of Hashem. So he has to have knowledge of Hashem, his omnipotence. Is being all capable. Umidaisavatayvais. Not only is Akadish Baruchu in control of everything and created everything, but he did so in such a fashion of kindness and goodness with tremendous wisdom, which is really talked about in a different part of the Sefer, Shara Bechina, where he goes through all of the magnificence of Akadish Baruchu's creating mankind and everything that's needed for mankind, everything that's needed for the totality of the creation. So that's Midas Tevis, Hashem's goodness. We don't say Hashem has Midas Tevis, Hashem has good character traits. Chas V'Shalom, it doesn't mean that. It means in the whole way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the Bria, runs the creation, and the greatness of it, the wisdom of it. So if a, no, that's number one. person should contemplate the greatness of Hashem and all of the goodness of Hashem. Now he, see, he says something that seems to be a little anticlimactic. The Hayisroin Ashenosan Laodom Al Sharbalechaim. We should also realize the advantage, the greatness, the superiority that mankind has Al Sharbalechaim. How, how does that come into humility? We're talking about humility that we are low, we are nothing, and Hashem is everything. And now we're saying, oh, we have to realize man's greatness and superiority over the animal kingdom. What's the pshat of that? He quotes a pasik. That's the pasik. means is describing that Akash gave us rulership and mastery over Hashem's handiwork. So, let's just finish the, the paragraph, and then I'll try to share with you, to the best of my ability, a beautiful explanation that Mary Virabi the Mashkiyah explained in this line of the Chavos HaVavos. So, first, we have to know Akash greatness, and then we have to know the greatness, the superiority of mankind over other creatures. 
And when a person comes to recognize the greatness of the the awesomeness of Hashem, this is really describing, fleshing out in more detail what we started out about the exaltedness of Hashem, the power of Hashem, the exalted wisdom of Hashem, and it only it, it, it's only going to happen when a person thinks into it. The Gvura of Hashem that we could recognize. And when, when you see a, a beautiful sunset, or you see a, a volcano, uh, you see a, a, a tsunami, you see the Gvura of Hashem, sometimes even a powerful rainstorm, which is given to instill a fear of Hashem, fear and greater respect, greater, greater reverence of Hashem. We can get that even with that. Or in an instant, the weather changes from being nice, calm, mild weather, and all of a sudden there's a snowstorm which dumps a two feet of snow upon us. I mean, it's the Gevura of Hashem is certainly something we could come to respect with thinking about it. And the Chochmah Yena, the, the true, the wisdom that's behind all of that, we can come to realize. And when a, when a person does contemplate that, Yikon Aloi, he will be humble before Hashem, be Yishofel Afonav. And feel low before the Almighty. The Almighty means He is the Almighty. That means the only might that there is, all of it belongs to Hashem. That's what we come to realize. And when a person contemplates that, he should learn what Shlomo Melech, the wisest of all men, taught us. Don't become haughty in front of the king. When you're standing in front of the king, who is the wealthiest, who has the most control, you don't start boasting in front of the king. Now that's a human king. Don't boast in front of the king. That's not what he wants to hear. He thinks he is the greatest person. He is the most powerful. Don't boast in front of him. That was Shlomo Melech's wisdom. The king of all kings. The master of all masters. Yes, Allah, who is the most exalted one, you can't even begin to start comparing, to start making something analogous to Hashem. Rechana said in her shira, in her song of praise, there's no one as holy Hashem, because there's no one like Hashem. When we say Hashem is a yochid, Hashem is echod, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Eleken, Hashem echod, Echad doesn't only mean one. It means the unique. The one who is unique. It's the only one. It's the, the one that there is no other. One, not as, a, as opposed to like, a, there's one and there's a second and a third. One meaning the only one and nothing else. No one compares. It's a famous little word, but it's, a, it's very powerful. For those who have a you say it every day, Enkelekenu. Thus, Bnei Ashkenaz say it, once a week, and on Yom Tevim, on Shabbos, And what's the next phrase? It should be the other way around. First we say, Who is like our Hashem? And who is like our Savior? Who is like our King? And then we say, Oh, no one's like Him. No one's like Him. So there's a word like this. Others said it. The first thing a yid has to say is, there's not even a question. It's not like, oh, who is? And like, oh, that's the answer. No, there's no question. 
the first thing we lay down is, there is no one like Hashem. There is no one like our Savior. There is no one like our King. Once we know that, that's clear. It, it's not, there's no comparison. Now we can start sort of building up, like, to, to realize that is like, who would be like Hashem? Like, who else could we even compare in the whole universe to be like Hashem? Mika Lekenu, is there anybody would even that would come forth and say, oh yeah, this is, you can compare? No. But the first, and, and there is an idea of sort of the philosophical approach to it. But the first thing is, there's no one like Hashem. This is this paragraph. So it seems to be a little bit incongruous, this line that he throws in, that we have to also recognize the greatness of man. Didn't you say we're trying to recognize the omnipotence of the Creator? So the, the Mashkiach explained like this. Hashem did set up a world where there is doimeim, semeach, chai, medaber, inanimate objects, things that grow, and then the animal world, and then finally, humankind. And on top of humankind are the, is, is, are the Jews who have a greater sense, a greater understanding of Hashem. But more than that, it really means a greater responsibility. Meaning, as much as we recognize Hashem's greatness, He could have given some understanding, some recognition of other creatures, of animals. They could have. In a sense, innately they do. Kefirim rashu v'ra'evu they call out, and Rabbi Rucham writes in a place, they call out to Hashem. They, they're asking Hashem when, they, when they, they, they give a roar, the young lions. They're asking Hashem for food. They don't really think about that. They don't have intellect. But that's what they're doing. But Hashem didn't create us that we should just be robots. And, and just like the, the frogs sing the praises of Hashem, so too we human beings. We are superior over the rest of the, creature, the creatures over the rest of creation, and Hashem gave us this ability and instilled in us this greatness, this superiority, and we have to know that. We have to recognize it and appreciate that responsibility. The fact that we are given superiority over the rest of creation gives us an inkling that Hashem has charged us with something greater than the rest of creation. In other words, it's not enough for us to just sort of be two-legged animals as some in the rest of the world would like to think and would like to act. We are superior and we have to recognize that. Now to bring this out, the B'chavis us brought a Pasuk in Tehillim Perekhes. Tehillim Perekhes actually is something we just had in last Perek where Shleim HaMelech says, Hashem Adoneinu, Hashem is our master, how mighty is your name over the world. Remember that passage that Ramallah says, I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the sun, the, the, the moon, and the stars, which you established. And from there I come to this realization, what, what is a man that you should remember him? that you should even pay attention to him. That you should be mindful of him. But yet, we go to the next passing. Hashem, you have made man only slightly less than the angels. And you have given him honor and dignity. You have crowned him with that. 
Tam You have given him mastery and dominion over the work of your hands. You put everything under his feet. Says the Vilna Gaon like this. Look at this. Listen, this brilliant insight from the Vilna Gaon. We have a whole list of brachas we say in the morning. Fifteen birchas hashachar. Hashem didn't make us a non-Jew. Hashem didn't make us slaves. Hashem didn't make us a, a woman. Men have extra mitzvahs. And then finally, Hashem, you unbound the chains. You un, you you give the the blind sight. Well, really, we can't have the ability to see. Hashem opens up the, the blind and we're able to see. Hashem opens the chains that were bound with and we're able to walk and get out of bed. He allows us to walk. He allows us to, to walk on the ground, so on and so forth. There's one bracha that of those middle brachas that's in past tense. Not, Hashem has crowned us. Not Oizei Yisrael Begvura Hashem has girded us. Not Hamati Rasurim Soimech Neiflim. He does this, but Sha'osali Kol Tzorki. That's in the past tense. Sha'osali Kol Tzorki. He has taken care of all my needs. Now that's a very all-encompassing bracha. But interestingly, the Gemara in the end of brachas, which delineates where at a person's. Uh, process of getting ready in the morning, getting up and washing his hands and putting his feet on the ground, he says all these brachas. We lump them all up together. But the Gemara says, no, when he puts on his belt, he says, when he puts on his head covering, when he gets out of bed, when he stretches, when he puts on his shoes, he says, and that's why, according to the building again, you don't say it on Tisha because you don't wear shoes on Tisha Hashem is taking care of all of my needs. What does that mean? What's that going on in the past? Should be right now. Says the Vilna Gain, that Pusik is referring to not right now, but that's a reminder of what Hashem did all the way back at the beginning of creation of my separatious. Hashem took care of all of my needs at my separatious and he gave mankind dominion and control over. The, the animal kingdom. And how do we see that most? We take an animal, we hunt it in the forest, we kill it, and we elevate that animal by you taking it and using it for our needs. Because the human species is higher than the animal kingdom. And they're able to serve Hashem in a greater capacity. So we take its hide, we take it off, and we make shoes out of it. And we take those shoes and we put it on our feet and we're actually trampling on the animal, trampling, using its hide to make us stable, to allow us to walk. That's sort of the greatest display of Tam Shileyu Adecha. Hashem has given us mastery over His handiwork, by putting everything under our feet. But that is not given so we can boast, ah, we're greater, look at that, I could ride on the horse, I could lead the elephant, and it doesn't know that it's a hundred times stronger than I am, and yet it goes with me. doesn't matter. There's a dog who has ferocious teeth who could bite me, but I throw it a bone, so it leaves me alone. They don't have the intellect. But that's not for us to boast. It's for us to understand that Hashem empowered us to be greater, to be superior, because He wanted from us a lot more than He wanted from the animal kingdom. So in the, in the same time where He tells us we have to recognize the greatness of Hashem and how He controls 
everything in such a beautiful way, in such a way of wisdom, we have to recognize our greatness and our superiority over the Baalei Chaim. As it says, Tam Shilei that Hashem gave us that ability and made us superior is because He expected us that we're responsible to do more, to recognize from Hashem more. So we recognize on the one hand the greatness of, of mankind that is imbued and instilled by Hashem. So we recognize it's not us. And the, perhaps also the biggest proof is because animals really, they have a greater ability than us. They're faster than us. They're stronger than us. They're, they're more adept than us. They're just missing the seichel. They don't have the intellect. That's what we're superior over them. And Hashem made us superior them that we could recognize. And we have the ability to what? To be humble. An animal can't be humble. But a human being who has greatness to him and has control over the animal kingdom can be humble. So Hashem has charged us with this greatness to recognize where the greatness comes from and through that be humble. Agutenacht.